You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast is brought to you in association with Bootbox Vancouver. Bootbox Vancouver is a distributor of boot socks. Boot socks help footballers change direction quicker by gripping the boot and maximizing the power transfer from foot to footwear. Head to bootboxvancouver.com to order yours now. Welcome to this uh, episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are just doing a recap of the Wanderers' last game against Calvary, unfortunately, the game that they lost. Um, so we're joined by our resident pundits, uh, Chris and Carlos. Uh, welcome back to the show, guys. Thanks, Anthony. Good day, good sirs. Good day, good day. So, um, my first, my first question is uh, for you, Chris. Um, what was your, what was the good takes you, you took from this game? Honestly, they, they, it, I'm the optimist, so I have to honestly see the silver linings. And I honestly thought there was a lot of good um, from the very beginning to the very end of the match. I thought Chris and Mateo were both fantastic. Siso uh, again was unbelievable. Him and Rampy complimented each other fantastically in the middle. And we talked about that a lot after the game in the group, just how much those guys make the midfield click all around them and, and how there's a trust in the back and a trust all around them for them to be in the right place, to receive a pass, to distribute a pass. We saw that in, in bunches yesterday, and, and we were just talking um, in the green room, quote-unquote, that you know <laughs> our possession numbers were higher than we thought. But like, like you know, we've watched it, the game twice, and when you watch it the second time, you saw why. Uh, it was a lot of Mateo trusting that inside pass. It was a lot of Chris bringing the ball up and, and making the right pass and being in the right spaces. So um, both of them really, really surprised me. Not that they were going to perform well. I figured they were going to perform well, of course. Both of them have done fantastic the first couple of games. But it was just a matter of against Cavalry, it's a different beast. How are they going to be able to handle their two-way play? And I thought they both did absolutely fantastic. Um, before he got hurt, Ibra actually looked good. Um, even off the ball as kind of like a, a nose for the press. It was something a little different than we saw in the first couple of games. And hopefully he's okay and we can see that going forward because I kind of saw something building from that. And I think as we get into the bad and the ugly, as we talk about some of the things with tactics and stuff, um, I thought that that might have been kind of why Steven made a few errors or boo-boos in the game because he had a plan to have Eber on the field for most of the game. He doesn't have another guy that's like him. And I think we saw that in spades yesterday in the, the half that he played. So um, the press was, again, super effective. Um, Cavalry's known for their press, and I thought we matched it quite well. And In fact, we exceeded it, and now three games in, it's enough of a sample size for me to say that we probably have the best press in the league, which in a league with the physicality that we have, it, it, it's going to pay off long term. I know we're talking about this tournament, but it makes me feel really good going into next season that there's that identity that we're a press-first team. And it's creating opportunities and turnovers still. I mean, we're not finishing the opportunities, but it's there for sure. And uh, one of the things that I actually didn't really realize the first time I watched the game, and before I pass it on to Carlos, but the second time I watched the game, I noticed it a lot. We're a really good team when it comes to winning 50-50s. Um, we do give up a couple of dodgy fouls here and there, but I felt like we weren't really giving up bad fouls. I felt like guys were taking risks and winning a lot of those risks. And like I was just saying previously about the press, it kind of bundles together really well. So, you know, we, we've talked about the tactical stuff and, and, you know, the frustrations with it, but 
I think tactically speaking off the ball, we look really, really good. And I think that that's, a, that's definitely a testament to these guys working hard off the ball and training. Yeah, I to- totally agree with you. Um, Carlos, what was, your, uh, t- what was your good takes from the game? I like um, the attitude of the team. Uh, it's going to be one of the points that I'll mention when we, we get to the other part of these kind of like 50-50 situations. Ibra was great um, up there. Uh, Mateo proved again that he, he, he's perfect for that, for that role. I feel like a little bit um, that uh, the game, there were areas that uh, needed a little bit more physicality from the left wings and the right wings. And Enza's speed was one of the bonus for us. And Mateo's, Mateo's tackle was great. I mean, like, that guy is not scared. Like, if he has to go, like, one-on-one on Marcus Haver, he'll go for it. That, that's attitude, and I like that. Um, the problem of, of Mateo's, like, if, he's, if he was a little bit taller, he'll be, like, you know, like, that will, that will like, keep an idea. But he's perfect for the, like, you know, like, you don't, you don't need, like, to be massive to play in that position. I feel like the way that he, he's – I, I would have moved the, the defensive line. It was great. Uh, midfielder, mid, midfielders were like, did okay. Sissoko, as always, uh, great. Uh, great performance of Sissoko. Uh, Corey Bent, again, uh, super, super, super fast. Uh, the guy is just like, the, for like the league's MVP, he keeps continuing doing that. Uh, Ibra, like, tactically, he did what he was asked for. He was just opening spaces for, for everybody. He was always turning to the left. So I feel like that was a little bit hard to play with our left backs if we go towards there. And I feel like that's why Joao was a little bit kind of like he didn't he didn't want to like um, hit Ibra like in those spaces because Ibra was having the function of just like pulling pulling all the spaces to, to him. So he left all that open white space for Corey Bent. And that was kind of like, that's why Joao playing in a position that he wasn't very familiar with. He, he didn't know what, what to do, um, but he did. He, he got a, a good game. Uh, that header that Nico Jayasopoulos uh, oh, wow. yeah. uh, stopped that one, that, that probably like, if that was going to be a, a good goal. It was just a perfectly executed jump in the air. It was just perfect, you know, like uh, it was just like amazing. And, and Nico did a great save. So yeah, it was it was a, a, a acceptable performance from the team. It's Calvary, you know. So we should expect like you know we're gonna beat them like four zero five zero. It's Calvary, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with, with what you guys have been saying. Um, I, I think uh, I was a little bit unsure with Chris now um, on, in the Forge game. I felt like he was almost like afraid to attack. He was always like passing backwards with a lot of back passes and I felt he was a lot more uh, productive this time. He's like, he was a lot more attack orientated um, and he looked like a proper like right back and I, I, I think he had a great game. Uh, a lot of people were um, singing his praise out to Forge. I, as I said, I just felt he was maybe a little bit afraid because it's, he probably hasn't played there in a bit but um, I think he had an, an amazing game last night. Um, Mateo just, just looks like he's played for the team for 10 years he just fits straight in 
I think that, that, that uh, to complement your, your way you're saying there, because it's really good, and I totally agree with that, I feel like look who is in front of uh, Ansa. You have uh, Corey Bent. Yeah, you have two have players that have, that. you have two players that have uh, similar, simi- uh, that they're very similar, you know, yeah. in speed and, and the back and forth. So probably yeah. that was one of the, of the main reasons why he dubbed himself. If I go too up, I'm going to leave too much space. And that's why, like, when, when he went up, like, that's when, like, Peter have to cover that space, you know? And that's, that's when they point. were gassed out a little bit because, because Calvary is a, is, is a thing that pressure you so high. So that's one of the main ingredients. We were so, so gassed out by the end of the game. Yeah, it, uh, we, we kind of just talked about it before we came on air there that um, they definitely are a team that just pass you to death. And it's, um, I think every team is going to come, come up against that. Um, as I said, like Mateo, it just feels like he's just fit into the squad, like he's always been there. Um, I, I thought that, as you said, Sissoko had a, a great game. Uh, Ibra did, did well for a little bit. Um, I think he's probably going to be out for a couple of days. With a, he's done something to his quad, I think. Um, and yeah, like I mean, I have a question for you guys actually, real quick. Sorry, not yeah. to cut you off. Yeah, do you guys think Sissoko's the best midfielder in the league already? It's very hard to say because, like, we've seen him obviously, he's played against Calvary and he's played against Forge. I think it's like the, the problem, I, I think, is that, like, obviously, this is only his third game at this level, so um, he definitely looks like he's one of them. I don't know whether he is the actual best, but I, I definitely think he's one of them. Um, what do you my think? Opinion, my opinion, um, I, I, it's the same with you, Anthony. Um, I feel like he was tested out with Pacific, Forge, and Calvary, which are the top three stronger teams in the whole league, these island games, right? So if he already exceeded the expectations against such a big rivals like those teams, to be the best, you've got to play against the best, right? And you've got to beat the best. We, we didn't beat them as a team, but he, was, he had a, a outstanding performances. So I feel like to prove that he is the best midfielder of these island games is the time to show because now we don't respect that York Atletico, Ottawa, Valor, and Edmonton reserve, uh, deserves, this is the time that he can show up because against the difficult teams, he stand out. Now he's going to have teams that he can super exceed the expectations, and this is a time that he has to prove everybody that he's the best, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a um, – I think consistency will be a thing. It's like it's better, you know, it, it, obviously he's burst onto the scene, but then – I find with players sometimes is that mm-hmm. people will get to know the way that they play because obviously the guys get to watch the videos and all that kind of stuff. And it's whether, you know, when they start to play against them differently because they're going to work out a style, um, how he kind of comes uh, comes above that. But he's definitely looking the part, though. He's a great player and he's a joy to watch. I really do. And I think, to, to be honest, like another plus point for me has been uh, like Rampersat. Like, I'm like, he just goes about his business, just gets it done. And I think uh, making him a captain, he, he doesn't look like he's the type of guy that's like screaming his head off, but he, he leads by example. Yeah, um, I was actually going to say that in my goods and I forgot completely, Anthony. Like we were talking about the armband because the club named three captains and we were like, how are they going to split these up, I wonder? And seeing Rampy have it all three games and like you said, leading by example, kind of like Elton did a lot last year. And I always say this to everybody, like, you know, Elton might not have been technically – the best player. He might not have been the fastest player, 
but he led by example, was vocal when he needed to be. And I see that in Rampy so much, man. Oh yeah, big time. And and he's a he's a fantastic footballer too. Like I, like Sissoko's kind of getting the, the headlines because obviously he's the new guy on the scene and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I don't th- I think when we're talking about the best midfielders in the, in the league, we also have to put uh, Rampersat in in there. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of positives to take uh, from this game and the two previously, but obviously. You know, we did lose, so I guess we kind of should come across to uh, Carlos's favorite part, the the bad. <laughs> good segue, good segue. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, no, Carlos, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run first. <laughs> no, no, it's not my favorite part. It just it's it's even every every game, even the best teams in the world, like there's always something to improve. It's not my favorite part. I just want to okay. make this clear. Okay. So, so just go before Chris. Passing it off to me. <laughs> oh, you can you can go first, cranky Carlos. You can go for buddy. You go first, brother. You go first. I want to hear yours because you you actually, which is surprising, because like I said, I'm the optimist. You brought me back to a lot of positives, so I want to actually know what your bads are. Okay. Are you sure? Yep. I mean, I mean, are you sure? Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking go with it, Jesus. What's up, Okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, uh, again, I mean, Ibra did an amazing job, but I feel like the kid needs more games to prove that that he is a, a striker that is going to be on the starting eleven, or he's going to be striker that uh, is better being sub. You know, of, of the second half, is because there's a lot of players like that, and it's been. We, we, I only see him like in three games, and I really like Ibra. And but to me, like he was hurt, I feel like he needs a little bit more time. So for now, I feel like Ibra, it's one of those strikers that no matter what, I'm gonna put them in the second half, like in the 65 minutes on onwards. You know, super. That that that. Uh, then because we need that, and and the good part of this is that now we have options compared to last last season, right? Um, another bad thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, King Garcia should be always, as I as mentioned, and I'm not going to get even, like, super detail about it, but it's proved that Akeem should be in the starting 11, you know? And I know people saying, like, we got the rotating stuff, but I know there's rotation. Calvary is rotating, but Calvary is keeping the core on the starting 11. Forge is rotating, and they're keeping the core on the starting 11. So it's just like you, you shouldn't take your best players. And say them for 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 especially in rivals like Fortune and and Calvary, right? So that's only my note. I don't want to dig in because I already say enough about game and everybody knows it. And I know a lot of people think the same. Um, to me, um, the system. Um, all I have to complain about this. It's not the players because you know they try and they're gas out and everything. They try. They were pressuring. And as as I mentioned in the group we have. Say even the biggest teams in Europe, when you do have a pressure, you're gonna get gas out. In the second half, the pros pros like in the second half, you're like, and that's that's when you start like pushing your players up. So if we are a team that we're famous for being defensively, why not have that approach a little bit and let just Calvary get gas out because they were pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. We put our lines like you know like a little bit deep and then like slowly we're just getting upside upside and then to get them cast out. 
I feel like Tommy Wheeler Jr. is a better strategist than Stephen Hart. With all that respect for Stephen Hart, I feel like Tommy Wilden Jr. knew how to read the game. And sometimes this is like a chess game. You know, you gotta wait until make the right move and then you go for it. And that's why Tommy Wilden Jr. did. I'm uh, lucky for them that that, that goal of uh, the, the first goal that, that they scored, it was kind of like a blooper, but it was, it was a goal, it was a goal, you know? And another thing, speaking of goals, is like, I just don't like to see the team conceding one goal and then starting to wake up in the game. Well, we don't have that, like, well, we don't start playing thinking that we are losing 1-0 so we can start performing like that. Well, we always have to concede goals to start playing amazing. And it's, it's, been, it's, it, it's been shown in the last two games, in the last three games, right? And I feel like Stephen Hart had a lot of headaches with this team, but sometimes when you have good talent of players, why you have to force that talent players to your system? Perhaps is the, the solution of this equation is the other way around. Just work with what you have and make a system according to that team that you have already. You have excellent players. I feel that the 4-3-3 um, doesn't work for us. I'm a big believer that this team deserves a 4-2-3-1. So you can put in that uh, in that line that you can put a key in front, you can put uh, Marshall on the left, you can put uh, Corey Bent on the right, and you can put Joao Morelli behind the number nine, the position that he is natural for like playing, you know? And don't change that your your defense and stick with two midfielders. See, Sokon Rampier already excellent, exceeded in that. Um, I don't want to be too critical about OBG because everybody knew, noticed that he's been having a couple of two difficult games. Um, I know there's a lot of guys that would love to step up on those, but I feel like we can do it with two. Stephen Hart already tried the system last season, and we had some excellent results, you know? I know we have seen, we, we used to have Siemens, but Sissoko have proved that he can be equally and even better than Siemens. So why not have that formula? You know, they're completely different midfielders, uh, Elliot Simmons and Sissoko, completely different, different styles. But that, that doesn't mean that that formula applies to us. That's all, that's all I have to say. Um, I want the system that you can put your best players and even putting your four best players, your best attacking players, even putting them on the starting alignment, you still have options. You have your Ibras that can make it in the second half, you know. You can you have, still have Riggy, you know. If if if, if things like needs to get like those like the nice crosses that he does, there's options there. Um, that's all I have to say. And the main the main reason that kind of disappointment was that that intensity that we always have to show when we get a, a goal against. Like, why we have to always wake up when we have a goal against? I know every team does it. Everything wakes up. But I feel like to show how how talented we are, we always have to get to consider a goal to prove everybody that we are a solid team. And I wish that we could do that from the beginning with the 0-0 and scoring, scoring, scoring. That it's already passed, you know, that the that, that, that top three teams in the league are already we, we face them already. So 
that's kind of like the silver lining, as Chris is say, that I like to see now moving forward with all the respect to that to the other teams. This is a time that we need to start getting three points. No more draws, no more losing. Yep, makes That's sense. That's all I have to say. But, uh, Chris, how about you? He was trying to pass that off to me. My goodness gracious. We, uh, me and Carlos actually like got into a little mini argument in the Facebook chat after the game was over over the system thing because we completely agreed. Um, but we, we weren't like on the same wavelength. And, and I think we missed the point on talking about the left side. And like, if I'm going to talk about anything bad so far, that's, I, I mean, for a team that seems to be well in place in, in terms of positions, guys are, are really set in stone. That left position is not having Marshall here for the last, I, well, I guess, three, four months, however long COVID's been, five months. Just not having him here at least integrated with the boys and, and really seeing and feeling the system, it, it's showing because I feel like that Steven's missing link in the 4-3-3. Um, I'm not quitting on four three three yet because I think, and, and this is another bad, God love him. I'm not trying to be too critical. Louie had a, had, had a hard one last night. Um, I don't know if it was his head, if it was his heart, if it was his fitness, if it was just one of those days. Um, but I, I, like, you know, I don't want to abandon the four three three because he had a bad match. And I think that's a reason why a lot of people want to abandon it. I'm not saying that's why you say it, Carlos, um, because having that rotational three, of Sissoko, Rampersad, and Louie with Firth with them, Omar with them. You've got Morelli playing right in front of them in some sort of like triangle. If you have to switch, you can – there's tons of options. So I'm not being overly critical on Louie. It was just one of those games. But I think part of the problem is, is he only had one way to go, and that was to the right. And I felt Calvary did a really good job of forcing him one way. And that one way was often covered as great as Chris was when he didn't have the ball, he was marked. Well, the, they had a really good press in between their midfield and, and our defense. And, and it just completely shut all the passing lanes out. So um, I think that switching to four, two, three, one is a gamble, but it's a gamble I want to see. And I think that now's the time to do it. Um, we have to have Morelli in the hole. And we have to, at the very least, throw Akeem or Corey on the left. Um, whoever's not on the left is on the right. And, and it, to me, it's just kind of a simple fix. Who plays up front if Ebra's hurt is definitely going to be an interesting one. But I think that you can just alternate a three. Um, Marshall's had a, a week of training, two weeks of training, and then now three games off the bench. I think it's time to see him from the start. So... Um, this, the, this is supposed to be the bad section. I'm still trying to be the optimist, but I think that the, the part of the issues going forward is the fact that it's only going one way. And we were talking about in the first game, having Morelli as the false nine, it really took away a lot of the middle attack. So it was just all Corey, 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 Corey. Um, Corey's obviously going to have a little bit of window to his sales too. The man doesn't stop running. So I think that we have to see Stevens shift the system a little bit. Um, to make it work more centrally. And I think if he makes it work more centrally, it's going to kind of spread both wings out a little bit better. Um, the goal sucked. I am not hating on my boy J-Bo at all. It was a tough one. Um, we talked to Anthony, you know, my boy Chris could have marked a little bit tighter. It was just one of them things where it's just like you do good enough to like you, you, and, and to his credit, and I was saying this to you too, and you kind of agreed with me too, you know, you want to just, 
force the guy to put in that cross that's not going to be uncomfortable. But Mavilla is one of the damn best guys in the league at putting the ball in. So, you know, Chris may have, should have been just a little more aware. And I think that the, the beauty of this Cavalry game, I've been saying it for a while, um, you know, I'm not trying to be the person to settle on things. But if we had two points in the first three games, I was going to be happy. So I kind of felt like the pressure was off more yesterday than it was on. And I felt like these are the mistakes and some of the lessons that these guys are going to throw on their shoulder and eat up over the next four games, like Carlos said, because this is when the tournament starts now. And, and I said that from the start. You know, even if we had zero points after three games, it would really suck. But we had the hardest schedule by far. And I feel like we put in a good account of ourselves. Um, aside from that, um, the, you know, I'm, again, I'm not, trying to be, I'm not trying to be too critical. The boys in the middle and in the back actually have done pretty good all things considered. Um, I think that there's just a couple of moments that they, they lapse out. Um, I love Peter. Peter loves me. We're bros. Uh, he knows I could say this. It, it's just, he works so damn hard sometimes that he forgets to do the simple things. And I think we've seen that a couple times over the last couple of weeks and knowing how hard a worker he is and how hard he is on himself that he's going to clean that up over the next couple of weeks. And we're going to see the best of Peter. You know, I've been telling everybody that's been critical of him. Everybody forgets he hasn't played for this team in over a year. These are some of his first games at this level too, in a long time. I mean, he just, you know, had a hard season with CBU and then was off for a long time, like everybody else. So, you know, we're seeing Peter kind of just get into his game like everybody else and the mistakes are going to happen. I love my guy. I do. I, and, and I hope if he listens to this, he doesn't get too mad at me. So, um, but yeah, uh, the only other bad thing too um, is just shot volume. That's it. I want to see more 30 yard shots. Fuck it. Yeah. And I think that if we do get into like a four, two, three, one, like I was talking about things being more central, we'll probably see more shots because with that four, three, three, everything's just going wide and, and it's only going wide one way. So um, I just want to see more of a shooting range out there. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the sum of you, my bad, bro. So, so for me, um, I think that, once again, we had these issues on the, the left, as you mentioned. I think that if, like Stephen himself said that, because uh, people had asked him about Ouija playing, and he's like, you know, if he's fit to play, then he plays. And I think that should be the same way with Alex Marshall. If he's fit enough to play, put him on, because we've once again put somebody else into a position that they're not used to. And you could see exactly what was happening. The reason why everything's going down the right is, is that Joe is constantly out of position because his game in his head is to push back and try and get the ball. He wants to be on the ball. Um, so he didn't play left wing whatsoever. If you look at the game, I was watching, I watched it again today and he's coming so deep to get the ball because he wants Especially to make things the second half. Yeah. yeah. Cause he wants to make things happen. That's his game. That's the way he sees the game. And that's like, that's why I sent you a message for that. I remember. So, so, so that's like, that's, that's, his, that's his instinct is to try and come and get the ball and make, make stuff happen. And you could see there's glimpses of it. Like when he was getting the ball and he's spreading the play and stuff like that, like you can see his range of passing and he's really good. He's not a winger though. And I think that once again, we're trying to cram somebody into a position that they're not, used to and it just I think that's why as we said like it's that's why you end up with Corey getting like shattered after an hour because he's doing so much running because we've got so much stuff going through the right um and I also just thought I mean it's I think it's time that we need to um just with the midfield is that is to try and realize that 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 three together Sissoko 
Rampersat and Louis, it doesn't work because they're all so similar in players. They're all trying to do the same thing. And I think that's why we're seeing Louis struggle so much is because he's trying to he, – he's there's somebody is already in the positions that he's trying to take because they're all so similar. Like him and Rampersat especially, like they just want to be in the same position. So they're almost tripping up over each other. So I think then what what Louis then has decided is that he's going to be the guy who's going to make the killer passes. And some of the passing he was trying to do, like it looked, it looked good, but they just, they just weren't clinical enough to pass that he was trying to make forward. And I think that's not his game. I honestly think that he's a guy who just sits, sits back and just passes the ball about. And I think that's it's Joe's position to play a little bit ahead, or Sissoko's can play. I feel a little bit ahead in the kind of center attacking midfield role. Um, and then, and now, have, like you were, oh, sorry, you were saying like the the three of them didn't work. It could work. If Suzuko is the guy, yeah. and it, I think he, out, of the, out of the three of them, he's the one I think just looking at his passing range and stuff like that, and how he sees the game, he would be the guy I think that could play that advanced role. So it'd be him rotating with Zhao, and then you can, like you know, you've also got Omar there too, and then you have Rampersat and Louis sitting back, and I think that's where, like you know, watching the game back, I can see why people were being a little bit critical of Louis, but I honestly feel it's just because. All they're doing is just tripping over each other, and it, it, the three of them sitting in that hole together, it, it just doesn't work. So I mean, Louis is a fantastic player, and you, you can see it, you know. And I, I enjoy watching them play football. It's just I, I think that um, we just need to kind of tweak that a little bit. Um, so like to, I, I honestly think between the three, was like there's not that's, that's not always being negative. I don't think, and I don't think we can call them bads. So I just think that there's that's it. Yeah, so I think I think there's just tweaks that need to be played. Like I mean, what you said about Peter. I'm pretty sure Peter would be the first one to say, you know, that he's not the same Peter Shala that started the season when it was last year. And I think a lot of it is just, it's a whole, I think people forget that it's a whole brand new team, right? And it's like, it's, um, it, it's just, it, it, he has to get used to the way that people run, like, because it's it's all like a instinctive thing. So, you, you know, you see him with Corey, he knows that Corey's going to make a run, right? But he probably doesn't know what way that Zhao's going to go. So um, I, I think that, Peter as well, maybe like he's he's always kind of constantly looking for the long ball, when sometimes it would be easier just to play play it short, you know. So he's done. He did that a lot better. I found yesterday. Like I know, like the, it seems like him and Gems Gems is the short ball, and Peter's the long ball. But yeah, I kind of I kind of noticed yesterday that there were times where Gems was actually looking to Peter, and then Peter was kind of making that pass into the midfield. It, it, it it's still not perfect, but you can see that maybe he's getting a little more settled into this new role, new teammates. Like you were saying, this is all new yeah, for everybody. Peter, it's literally Peter, new for everybody. Peter played um, a little bit forward yesterday. Yeah, there were times but where he made runs, he, yeah. He was he was more forward. And normally, Jens, the ones that goes up. But yesterday, I saw Peter um, being more forward. And there was a, a, a time that like they started like, pressing him. And I think that's how, like, Wilder read the game. It's like, okay, when they exit, because they were, like, trying to push us in the midfielder, they pre- they pressure us so hard. And that's how Anthony says, like, we got – that's when we see that we have three very similar midfielders, you know, yeah. especially with Rampersan and, uh, and uh, it, it looked like when you throw corn to a bunch of pigeons and they're like, you know, yeah. that that's kind of like but, a look but, between those two yesterday. But, but I think <laughs> – well, I think that's why you're not seeing those 30-yard 
uh, like shots is that like there's there's nobody in that hole in behind yeah. to make the shots because That's the it. lads are all just congregated uh, like in the same spot. So I mean, I definitely haven't looked at Sissoko like he, like him and Jarrell could definitely rotate that um, attacking midfielder role like for that number ten role. I, I think Sissoko like he has everything. Um, I, I think. And, and- no, just like we were just before I forget on the topic of Peter, we're, I know we're in the bad, but like one of the best so far of the whole season was that tackle he made in the box. I don't know if you guys remember that. Like it was the, a slow motion. He like dove and just got his toe on this ball. And yes. Like, yeah. One of the best, one of the best tackles I think I've ever uh, and seen. And, and it was Pete, late in the game. And I was like, this, this is going to build Peter's confidence up that right there. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's where Peter excels, you know, like, like I, I know that he, he got his, uh, traditional yellow card in the 87 minute that seems to be like when he gets his cards now but um it, he's he's like, getting two and he used to be the cleanest player last season. but he's uh, <laughs> but, but he's like he's he's rock solid man and i'm glad that he's on our mm-hmm. team and um and as i said like i mean I, I don't think that we've been too negative i hopefully like we don't have people attacking us on the street about well, that's, that's it things. like i don't i don't want to i hate that i call, just to tell the whole world this was my idea and i hate that i use the term bad well like you know what i mean it's just like so you know, so, so we did like the good and then the less the less good uh so so i thought really yeah, bad so, so i think like i know we kind of said we do the good the bad and the ugly and i feel terrible and i, I think that um obviously like the 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 one thing is obviously the the the, the first goal. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Chris. Though, so do you think that do you think that Jason was at fault for that, or do you think it was just a damn right fluke? Oh, I love the guy, man. Put me on the spot like that. You know, he's, he's another guy who hasn't played you in a while you and more than most. You know, I, I've been I've been saying I've been I've been saying you know privately and and I'll say it publicly, and I'm sure Jason agrees. Every goalie will pick themselves apart. They'll lose sleep over it. You know, it's it's a thing. And, you know, he's actually shown and proven that he's not a bad shot stopper. Oh, my and God. Let me tell you. I have it here. In the nine but, minute, he stopped one from Adekube. Yeah. On yeah. a one-on-one. And then That's the one you were telling one, me about. Yeah. And it, it was another filter pass. That they, they keep doing that with Marcus Haber. What a pain in the ass. Like, with all the respect, like, what a great player, you know, tactically, like, he, he does the job. And they were keep doing that because our line, our defensive line was too forward, and we were conceding a lot of space. And that's when Marco, Marcus Haber uh, came into place. And it was a one-on-one stop between him and Jason, and Jason stopped him. They got the ball Jason is to fantastic. The he's fantastic at one-on-ones. I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying he, and I, I he's, honestly, proven he's a shot stopper. Like even the panel, like that one penalty, he almost okay, saved it. Yeah, like he's, 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 I think it's, it's, and I've, I've been talking about it and, and shout out to Jess Wadham. She's a lifelong goalkeeper and one of the, one of the better female keepers I've ever seen. She should have played at a higher level. And I tell her this all the time. Angles. When you're a keeper, it's all about literally knowing where your feet are in the box, angles. And one of the things that's tough about playing on turf is you can't mark the grass. And that sounds silly, but for somebody like Jason, who's really just getting his feet wet now as a professional footballer after being away for so long, um, you know, I asked him about this. Uh, Carlos was there during the the pregame player chat thing and majiggy thingy bobber. Um, that we did. I asked him, you know, about in terms of communication and stuff like, you know, has this been difficult? And, and he admitted that it was. And one of the things that that I talk about communication wise with kids playing basketball, this is a soccer podcast, but with basketball is how do you communicate with yourself? 
And when it comes to being a goalie in both soccer and hockey, and I know another sport, um, it's all about keeping your mental, I guess, faculty strong. And the little things like angles add up. And I think that that was just one of those situations where Jason was not expecting that cross to come on net. It could, could it have been that he wasn't quite aware of who was crossing it? Those are the little things that you have to learn. Like, I know if I knew this one guy was crossing and everything was going to go to the top of the box, I'm going to be on my line more. But if there's another guy whose crosses are closer to the post, I know that I can actually come off my line a bit because I'm going to get that punch. I think he's just not learning how to be a goalie, obviously. He's a fantastic goalie, but I think he's learning how to be a professional. So yeah. I want to say um, it, it, that, that goal was more his fault than the, the accidental uh, penalty that he gave away because I still don't think that was a penalty. I did at first and then I looked at it a couple more than I like that wasn't a penalty. Um, I think that he's, you know, getting the boo-boos out. You know, it, it sounds so silly to say, but, you know, goalies have to make mistakes to be perfect. I, I'm too, I, I really do honestly, truly hope. I know there's a lot of people saying, you know, we got to bring in the ox now. I'm not going to lie. I am one of those people. However, I really, truly hope this is not the last we see of Jason because you know, people have blamed him for the first couple of games. And, you know, like I said, heat of the moment, even I did. But, you know, he's done nothing to truly lose his job. In fact, like Carlos, like I said, me and Carlos got into a little bit of a heated argument last night. But one of the things that he brought me over to the light about was the fact that Jason actually kept us in that game on multiple instances. And I think that anybody who's being overly critical of the guy really has to just go on Wikipedia and see how much he's played. You know, goalies need time. Goalies need experience. And we're seeing the beginning of a career. And that's just what it is. And, and you know, I, I, I'm blaming him for the goal. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he's blaming himself. And, I feel and that the best, the best thing that could happen to Jason is next year when the Canadian Championship comes and we start rotating keepers. Like to boost up his confidence because I feel like two options of we, – we got two accidents. The first one of the penalty and this one – uh, but then he did a lot of saves. So to his credit, it's just like, it's such a short tournament. And I wish that we had more matches so he could just. That's, that's have, just it, right? I was saying this to Anthony before. Everything good and bad looks better and worse because this is a short season. If we, this is a 28-game season, we're probably talking more praise-wise for the first three games, but because – these three games equal, my math is terrible, uh, three, six, nine, 12. These three games equal 12 games in a full season. You know, our, our, our criticism is more to the point because you kind of need that instant turnaround. And in Jason's, like I said, I hope it's not the last we see of him. If they do bring in Ox and Ox does his thing, we saw it happen last year uh, with, with Yan, right? I think he's too good to for for him like not to see him again. But I think these are the well. That's, that's what Carlos was saying. Like it sucks that like this is a short season because next year having the full I, calendar. I think these are the kind of mistakes you make uh, in preseason, and because he hasn't had one in two or three years because he's been injured like crazy, um, he, he, he just hasn't had a chance to get them out of the system. And you could just see it was totally just his feet because he was he, he was moving out because he thought that ball was going to come across the box and not curl in the way it did. And then by the yeah. time he, not, he saw the flight of it, it was going to be different. Nice. He, I don't, I don't goal, know if you guys have. I don't know if you goal, guys have. Oh, go that ahead. goal, that goal wasn't intentional. He meant oh, to pass it. Oh, definitely. It was, just, it was just luck. 
That was a close. Like, really don't, don't, really, no, 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 no. He's, no, no. he's don't, really don't, good at putting in that whip, though. That yeah, but I, he I don't did, think he, he intended to, to score, but I think he intended that if that cross was going to miss, that it was going to be in a position to make Jason uncomfortable. And I have to give him credit for that. And he's really, really good at that. Look at some of his highlights from last year. Like, he whips the cross in. And what he's really good at, too, is faking that. And, and I know we were talking about how, you know, Chris kind of bit. And, you know, Chris should have been a little bit tighter. But I think Chris was expecting him to actually fake that cross. And then Chris was going to try to put in the tackle. But, you know, it was, I know what you're saying. He, he was trying to find a head. He was not trying oh, you to see, I think that's what he's going to mean. But you're right, though. I mean, like, like the whip he put on the ball. And oh, I think that's what crazy. And I think that's what caught Jason out. And, like, yeah. to be honest with you, I'm not one of those people that are, like, we need to have Oxner back now. I think that... Oxenham probably would have had struggled with that one too because he's not as tall, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it is, it is what it is. And I, I like the penalty one too. That was kind of fifty-fifty for me. It was a little bit rash, I guess. But you know, I, I it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough call. Like that, that one for Stephen is gonna be a tough one. Like I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, is gonna be chomping at the beat the, at the bit to get into that team. And obviously, after an error like that, you kind of sit on the bench and just like. I should be in there. I wouldn't have done it. So I mean, it's yeah. I can, I can see. I can definitely see him coming it's in. Good. But it's good. It's good for a keeper. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna. It's it, it teach you. You know, like it, the keeper is the toughest position ever. One it mistake is. and then you're you're out. Especially in such a short tournament. And I feel like um, if Oscar sits um, plays on Wednesday, that's fine. I mean, yeah, you made a mistake. That's not like she would put it, but okay, move on. Like you're gonna keep like probably you're gonna have more chances, you know. And so the, I feel like we have a good backup keeper. He gave oh, me yep. like confidence that being like a great backup keeper, and and maybe like when next season the Canadian next year we have more matches the Canadian Championship, he's gonna have more opportunities to step up and show that if Oxner gets injured again, I hope not, not good, but he he he's gonna be ready, you know. So I just thought in the last little piece of the show, just before we finish up here, guys, uh, we, we just want to give our ratings for the players from yesterday. I, d- I do have one more ugly. Okay, go for it, man. Go one it. soccer has to smile. Oh, fuck up. Oh, Jesus. Don't get me started. You're going you're gonna to get me roiled up. I started. So number, number one, number one, before oh, I let man. you know, number one, don't blame the clubs for you guys not recycling your registration codes for these new things because I've heard it happen to so many people and it's happened to my mother. My mom has missed the first three games of this tournament because these guys don't know how to recycle their registration codes. Number two, you've done an amazing job with this team. These guys are doing fantastic. All the announcers, everything, the presentation, it's all fantastic. I should not have to hit refresh every 30 minutes. Oh my fuck. And if I have to, let me know. I'm a paying customer. I understand this is a new thing. It's a new brand. It's a new model. It's new everything. You guys are still figuring out kinks. If I have to refresh every half hour, just tell me. And I'm sure everybody else will understand. Number three, and this is the most important thing, and and, and this is where I'm going to lead to you, Anthony. You have bars across this country that are showing this shit, and you do not have a stable product. Create a stable product for the bars. If it's a channel that the bars have to purchase and that's the only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other channels, other streaming services, they all do it. DAZN started from a phone and a laptop and now you can buy it on your, your cable and internet providers to make sure it's stable. I think one stalker has to look right now, not even for next season. They have to do it right now 
find out a way to make a stable bandwidth so that these bars don't lose business and you don't lose interest. Oh my God. Sorry. Like, no, no, like I, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I started like a, uh, a, a Twitter war. Okay. I, I, I don't know if you saw, like I tweeted like last night, like I was watching the game at Dirty Nellies and twice during the fucking game, the, 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 that error code came up and then I had to go like find like somebody to, to, to I found the server, then they had to go find a manager who knows how to fix it. And it's like a fucking five minute ordeal. And if you're trying to watch a game, especially like, it's like an important game for the Wanderers. Like, I mean, it just, it makes you just want to say, fuck it, I'll just stay home and watch it because at least I can refresh it's my It's like dial-up internet. Yeah, know? it's absolutely yeah. joke. And one, one thing you did mention there, which is another thing I've tried to start a little Twitter war with one soccer about is, fucking no adverse during the game. It's a fucking pain in the bollocks. Like when I was watching the Forge game, an advert came up during, like during the Forge goal. So there was like, I want to hear the comment, the commentary on the goals. And I had to look at it. Not to cut you off. There's hydration breaks now. You've got two fucking times in a match where you can literally sell ad space where there's nothing to show. And instead they're pressuring these announcers to try to fill five, four or five minutes of, of conversation. They show a couple of replays. We don't care. We don't want the like, action being cut out from a, by a commercial when you could literally put the commercial during a point of the game. You've got fucking two of them. Where like, I know, it just, and ugh. it's like it's like they do in the, they do in the Formula One. With Formula One, I can understand because it's, much, it's, much, it's much longer, but it's so fucking annoying when you're you, like. You ha- like you have to see this on American fo- leagues, man. It's worse. When I, when I was like watching, like the it, the it happened twice during the Ford game that really drove me over the edge. Uh, and I tweeted out to them, I was like, "You gotta fucking stop with this shit." And the announcer himself, like, said something when he came back. He's like, "Oh, uh, like, because I think it was an ad for PEI. It's making me not want to go to PEI as well because they keep putting the fucking PEI ad on there too." And I'm just like, "Fuck you guys." So I have one complaint only, only one, only one. And with all the respect with the, with the one soccer team and everything, they do a fantastic job. But I don't know if it's a budget thing, but having one play-by-play alone is not good because there's guys that are starting doing it. They're amazing journalism, but they're not used to be a, a play-by-play commentator. And honestly, I feel like I'm watching curling. If I put like turn my TV on and just put the, put, put the voice, I feel like they're commentating curling or horse races. But nothing but soccer, you know. And that's all I. That's all I have to say. Okay. You know, with all that respect. I gotta disagree. Although I see where you're coming from because no, you're not the person to say it. Yeah, I like. You know, I, I'm. I, I like when we were talking to Andy and she said that Brendan Dunlop was coming on. I was fucking stoked. Like he's one of my all-time favorites. But, it's good. But he's, he's always good. like. Yeah, he's, but like, we, but like content is good. Yeah. You need to have two people. You have to. Like you. You know. Yeah. It, it is, there's there's very few people on the face of this planet that can call a game by themselves that will keep you entertained and into the entire time. You need but you two. need two, especially that there's no crowd yeah. now. Thank like especially more you. more ever than that. Like you need two. You and know, is, I don't know if it's a budget thing, but come on, like put yeah, two. This so is the you, thing I was saying to my grandfather about baseball is that you know there's some of these crews are only traveling with one guy. So, like, on the road, they only got – and it's – If they get sick, they're fucked. 
Right? Well, yeah, honest to God. I think that's uh, what happened to the Braves. I think it was one of the, but, one of the but Braves. But I think, uh, I also think that they need to increase the sock budget on uh, uh, one soccer too because uh, the, the fucking, the, the, the no socks thing is like ridiculous. They got like, dudes, like you're not fucking 16 and you're not on the beach in California. You're in a fucking studio in Toronto or somewhere. So get over yourself. Um, do you say that too? Because I actually don't mind the wardrobes. Uh, Mom was oh. saying, talking about how the girls' wardrobes are all right. And I said, only the girls. The girls might be dressed good, but the guys do not look good. No, no fellas, but like, I hope you're not choosing these outfits. Fucking, yo. Okay, so, Garrett, we're going to put you. Garrett, we're going to put you in skinny jeans again tonight, bud. Oh, for fuck's sake. They, they, but they look, they look sharp. I mean, like, they need socks only, but I mean. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they would look okay, but they, they yeah, like, they don't got socks. Yeah, they look like they just left work and went to the beach yeah, and tried it. to look business casual <laughs> for the girl they've never met on, on Tinder. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, baby, I just took off my socks. That's how, like, I, that's how I roll. No socks, baby. <laughs> my criticisms always come with positivity. Like, one soccer, it's still new. They're still figuring oh, stuff it's, out. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's great. You know, but that's a fundamental. They need to figure this out. Like, they're going to lose that's and I said this. I said this from the beginning. They will lose because we're tied to them. They're the only ones broadcasting the oh, games. But we have but to watch them, you know. But, well, but, but, and no, again, like I said, the bad, the good is, the good is to their credit, they they've got it on Fox Sports. They sold the some rights to India. It's on CBC. Somebody was saying that they're they're talking about the final maybe being played in the UK. I don't know what channel or anything, but like you know, one soccer, one soccer. It, it's it's. It's an enigma, man. Like, I want to hate but, it, but then I'm like, but I wouldn't it, have this coverage without but, it. But that's a fundamental, though. Like, that, you shouldn't have to refresh the browser. So, I mean, yeah. if I'm paying $70 for a subscription for two months or whatever it is, fix the fucking thing. Anyway, so let's finish up here, guys, because we'll be here all day, like, moaning and groaning, because that's, that's what happens when you hit over 30, Chris. It's, uh, you're, you're coming slowly into me and Carlos. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, 31 so, feels more like 41 these days, brother. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. So, um, so player ratings, all right? So I, I'll let you guys uh, start with this. So we say, start with Jason. Mark's out 10. Oh, man, that's rough. One to all 10? Three games, just give all three five. games or just last night? Sorry? Oh, all three for, games or just no, last just, night? Just last night. Oh, shit. Uh, Carlos, you go ahead on this one, bro. <laughs> okay, I'm going to rate them like in my own metrics. I'm going to do it with pies. One to five. So, five is that okay? Five pies? Okay. Chris, what are you doing? So, if Humble Pie is listening, like, yeah. you know, we can... <laughs> yeah. I'll do mine in pies, too. I'll do mine in pies, too. Okay, let's do it in pies. Okay. So, Chris, I'll, go first. I'll start. All right. Jason, I got two pies for him. So, Jason. Okay. Yeah, it's, I know it's harsh, but... That's Carlos, marks out 10, pies. Oh, five. five. One to yeah. five. I'm going um, to be a little bit... I'm going to be a little bit more generous. I'm going to go with six steak and kidney pies. So, that's... Uh, that's, that's Jason. Uh, I'll, Jason, um, one... Two pies. Two pies. Out of 10? I thought you were going to give him... Out of 10? Oh, okay. Out of, out of 10, I'll give him... Uh, Five okay, five. let's start this segment over. Let's okay. start this segment. Okay, over. so so our new our new spot sponsored potentially by Humble Pie <laughs> uh, is we we're gonna mark the players uh, uh, on a on a pie scale. So it's it's yes. ten, so it's a mark out of ten pies. Yes. So this week's sponsored pie is steak and kidney pie. So Carlos, Jason, Jason Bellu, how many pies are you giving them? <laughs> From one to ten, yeah. I give him 
freaking six pies, very cold, no six. heated up. Okay, six six cold pies, Chris. Six cold pies. <laughs> Last night I would have said four, but after rewatching the game, Jason does definitely get five pies. Five so. pies. Uh, I'm going to go with six pies too. I think the couple of one-on-one saves he did, I, I think kind of raised them up a little bit. Um, so let's go uh, right back. So Chris Ensa, uh, how many pies are you going to give uh, Chris? Chris? Seven for me. <laughs> Seven uh, for me. I mean, I agree with Suzuko being the man of the match, but as far as I'm concerned, he was 1B. So, yeah, perfect. seven. Carlos? Uh, seven pies. I, I, I agree, just seven pies. Um, so we're going to go across the back line now. So, Peter Schala? 20 I pies. Give, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Oktoberfest pies. 20 Oktoberfest pies. Um, pretzel. Pretzel pies. Again, like last night, instantly I would have said a five, but after watching again, Peter, you get six pies, my friend, and, and I'm hoping to see seven or eight next match. Carlos, uh, what about you? I, I, I take six pies too, Chris. I think that was a good fair score. Carlos? Yeah, six okay. pies. Okay, six. Gem, gems. Uh, I'll six start. and a half for me. Oh, sorry, I, Anthony. I, 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 I cut seven. you off. I was going to say six. You said six and a half, Chris, and yeah. Carlos said seven. I, I think I think the only reason he's getting a six is because of the this, the last goal. I think he was rolled. Yeah, easily. that's why. Um, that's why he was six and a half yeah. for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and again, like I said, I had him rated lower, but I watched again today, and and no. that one one on one that Jason made the save. Gems bumped the body of their that's what, strike. That's why I'm glad that we did this the day after because I think like like after the game it gets a little bit too heated. So uh, Mateo, I'm going to give him seven pies. I think he had a really good game. Yeah, he's a seven for me as well. Yeah, yeah. Him and, nice. Like I said at the start, him and Chris were definitely both my big pluses, so seven. Uh, LBG. <sighs> Louis, you can have my leftovers, bro. You can have my leftovers. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm only giving you four, bro. I'm sorry. Please don't punch me when you see me. Um, <laughs> the first two games, you got a lot more pies, so I know you hopefully have some in the freezer, but I can only give you four this time, bro. I'm sorry. Carlos? Two pies. Oh, Sorry. Shit. Sorry, LBG. Like, like he played. He, he. Two. Sorry. Okay. Damn. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not as harsh as that. I'm going to go. I'm going to give him five pies. I think that it was just an average game. And uh, I, I think that once they kind of start that midfield, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more from him. Um, so two pies. This man's got it. Like, the game's on what, Wednesday? Yeah. Two pies? How is he supposed to survive until then? Oh, fucking hell, Carol. Anyway. Motivation, uh, man. Co- co- <laughs> co- Corey Bent, Carlos, how many pies? Well, he can have eight pies, so he can drink it with the Gatorade he won yeah. for men of the match. Nice. You know? Chris? Yeah, Corey was a seven for me, actually. Um, he was fantastic, but just that, that last uh, little bit there, you could tell he was tired and um the boys cleaned up for him and yeah so you know a, a seven is a low him, score for Corey. i give him <laughs> i give him eight because even tired he was still running and playing oh yeah season. oh yeah 100 100 percent. i just yeah. there, there were times where i thought he got a little flat-footed and i was like this isn't I, uh, the Corey from the first two games the boy tired i, I agree with chris on this one i'm gonna go with seven um uh, mm-hmm. sissoko 
Uh, <laughs> see, he got man of the match. I got a, I gave him a seven, but like last night, but rewatching or sorry, I think I even gave him six and a half last night, if I'm not mistaken, but um, rewatching today, like seven and a half, damn near eight. There's nothing he does wrong. Yep. Nothing. Eight. eight to me. Yeah. Yep. Eight plays for me too. Uh, Rampersat, Rumpy. Solid as seven. Yeah. As always, solid seven as seven. Seven yeah. advice. I agree with that. Uh, Joe Morelli. He, uh, he was in not playing his position. Yep. Um, so I'll give him four advice. Because I, I, yeah. I, I know he can, he, he can, he can have the tier 10 fights, and I know when he plays that, he will do it. But because he wasn't playing his position, not his full, nothing against it, but the boy, the, the lad is amazing. He's a bowler. Like four and a half, four and a half buys. Okay. Chris? Yeah, I st- I'm, still, I'm still giving him probably five and a half, six. I just feel like, like Carlos was saying, out of position, yeah. it's not that he was doing anything wrong. He just wasn't really able to do anything right. And, and, you know, the, when he had the ball at his feet, he was trying to get forward, trying to make things link. So, Agreed. Yeah. Four and a half with extra cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna give him six. I think that he's played out of position, but he still kind of gave everything himself, uh, gave everything to, hater, to the yeah. game. So. Um, and then Ibra, I would probably, because he only played half the game, he came off injured. I think six plays, I think, is a for yeah, the score. Yeah, I agree. Six yeah. plays, yes. Yeah, he put in work, so earned, yeah. So uh, for the substitutes then, we're not going to give Jake a rating because he only came on with nine minutes left. Uh, Akeem came on at halftime. I, I took him a while to get going, I felt. So yeah. I, I'd probably, I'm five or six on this one. I'd probably go up. And this is the problem. When, when you have him bench, like the other end, like he needs to be always there. So I gave him like maybe four and a half, five, five pies. Well, I give him six. I'm a, I'm a person that even if it's a penalty, a goal's a goal. Five okay. for open play, one for the goal. So six. I, I, I'll, I'll give him, I'll, I'll, I agree to you there. Um, and then finally, um, oh, sorry, there's two more left here. Sorry, uh, Alex, Alex Marshall. He, he got kind of like Akeem in a different way, just took a while to get into the game. And, and then, you know, I think, again, this is now proof. If he's ready to go, start him. Because, yep. you know, even if it takes him a half to get into a game, he's going to get in the game. You know, I didn't feel like he got into the game last night. But not to his fault again. Like, so, I, you know, five. I'll give him five. I agree with that. Carlos? Five. Fine. One of those Jamaican pies. The Jamaican pies are amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, man, yes. <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, uh, our good friend Omar. Um, I, he didn't get to play too, for too much, but uh, I, I'd go with five on that one too. Yeah, five and a half, six. Like, not to be like different yeah. than you, Anthony. I actually yeah, thought he was all right off the ball. Um, he kind of frustrated their midfield a little bit. which he was well was, positioned. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew what was going on, and I like that. So I gave him five pies, yeah, extra yeah. cheese for him too. Yeah. So, um, so then, uh, just before we we, we take off, uh, can I get some score predictions for the game on Wednesday? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm and gonna her. Go, I'm gonna go. At, uh, two seems to be the magic number through most of this, so I'm gonna go two nil to the Wanderers. Oh shit! Okay. Yep. I'll go. I'll go three one for us. I'm thinking two one for us in my heart, in my head. One one. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. I'm faith. sorry. I know. I, I, I have, no. I, I have tons of faith. I have tons of faith. I, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. But like Edmonton yeah. did 
do have that comeback against Ottawa and stuff like that. So we so, have to win. Yeah, it's a must win for us. I feel um, can, so, it's, it's almost yeah. it's almost a must must win. Like you guys know me, I, I've been you know the tournament starts at game four the whole time, and like you know this is it. Um, Edmonton, they almost are a wounded animal. So if we don't win, then I think there's a little bit of concern that's reasonable. So yeah. um, I don't I don't consider it a must win. And the reason I say one one is I feel like we're going to probably see the hungriest Edmonton because for them it is a must win. Um, I think that emotionally we can skip past a tough result against Edmonton. I think for Edmonton, if they lose, they're done. So um, I'm saying one one just out of my. Uh, my my honesty. I'll say one zero now. I'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you're not allowed to do that, Carlos. All right, lads. So I liked your, uh, I liked your three one a lot better. If if, yeah. if if that means anything, Carlos. <laughs> so um, thanks a lot, lads, for hanging out. Really appreciate it. We have got some great insights. Um, this week's episode of the Down the Pull podcast is brought to you in association with Bootbox Vancouver. Bootbox Vancouver is a distributor of boot socks. Boot socks help footballers change direction quicker by gripping the boot and maximizing the power transfer from foot to footwear. Head to bootboxvancouver.com to order yours now. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.